0: NatchCast24. I'm Mark, he's Josh, and you're the best. Thanks for listening. Salad is under attack, dear listeners. Salad is under attack and we will not tolerate it. The one thing, among many, that we have most learned from our 24 episodes of NatchCasting is not to fuck with salad. Salad's the core. From salad, all good, We're also reawakening the uh, Natch Spy Network, NSN. If anybody's going out to Expo East, Baltimore, and the dates are September 17th through 19th. Send us pictures. We've got our core operatives already in the field, and we'll be doing some posts on the site. Send us what you see. We'd love to know. Begin.
1: Perry Mason to heaven. Oh, I don't understand Perry Mason. Do, 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 do. It's a completely do, different do, song. Kind of sounded like it on that. Didn't. All right. How are you, Mark? <laughs> fine. F-Y-N-E fine? F-I-N-E fine? That was an acronym that Aerosmith used in a song. Was, I think it was on the album Pump. <laughs> I fine. Said. F-Y-N-E. I think in theirs it was F-I-N-E, but it was like an acronym. So it was F period, I I period, N period, E, period. I wish we knew what that stood for. I can ask internet. Food is the new... Food is now everywhere. That would be a
0: bad acronym.
1: Yeah. Food is never easy.
0: (laughs) That sounds like Aerosmith.
1: (laughs) Food, yeah. I can hear Steven Tyler screeching that.
0: Screw that. Are they even around anymore?
1: Yes. You don't know that. No, he is. Well, he's a judge on uh, talent competition. he's he's moved on to other things. Yeah. Dream on. Dream on. That's a good song. We got some housekeeping here, buddy. (laughs) Other than spelunking Aerosmith, that's two weeks in a row I've used the word spelunking. Could be a trend. Trend watch. I got one for you. Okay.
0: Uh, was it last week we talked about Nicola Twilly? Nicolat Wiley. Yep. Yep. Uh, a good podcast. A little bit more serious. A little bit more conservative than our angle. The we
1: have no bun buttons. Take on food. We have no buttons. Gastropod. What? That's buttoned down. Buttoned down. We're unzipped. <clears throat> Gastropod podcast. Mm-hmm.
0: Science meets food. Playful. She's one of the hosts, writes from New Yorker. I listened to it last week. Had a boy. Episode called The United States of Chinese Food. Takeaways? This is from Wikipedia. Monosodium glutamate. What's that? MSG. You got it. Is the sodium of glutamic acid, one of the most abundant, naturally occurring, non-essential amino acids? Glutamate is found in tomatoes, Parmesan cheese, potatoes, mushrooms, and other vegetables and fruits. Now, you went on this big rant about undiagnosed sub...
1: Sublingual? No, I, sub... sub- I, I know someone who has an MS. Symptomatic, allergy. and that it's in everything. It's in a lot of things.
0: They it's- went, they went, they, they did the history of why MSG has been vilified because mm-hmm. it actually seems to be a pretty inert sure. thing. But why am I bringing this up? Because it tastes good. It does taste good. Old Nicola, she keeps it in a salt shaker mm-hmm. on her counter and just sprinkles it on her eggs. World famous eggs in her circle. I'm sure. I'm saying life hack
1: right there. That is a life hack. Salt, pepper, MSG. Thanks for the life hack. Life hack. But, I mean, I don't think that says in any conclusive way that there is no such thing as an MSG allergy.
0: There probably is an allergy, but I think there is an overblown
1: sensitivity to MSG as a food villain. Sure. And I think you're guilty. Uh, I don't think so. I think my only point was that I knew someone who had an allergy and that it's in a lot of food. So it was really hard for her to purchase and eat things. Oh. She had to have a she had a long list of
0: Do we need to go back to the tape? You weren't saying like MSG's bad. I don't think so.
1: Hmm. Unless you're allergic to it. Check the tape. That's uh that was the episode with was that the episode with Zach? Norman oh Episode six? Might have been. I can't listen to that. The audio. Yeah. It very, hurts. very echoey.
0: Yeah, I was in a tunnel. That's Housekeeping 1. Housekeeping 2, Chuck Abbott. Chuck Abbott.
1: Mission <laughs> Control, this is Chuck Abbott. Yeah, I got
0: Abbott. a uh, Ubel AgroWorks update for you. Excellent. <clears throat> Via Chuck. Quote, the seed and pesticide... I mean, he, you know, there's just a little news about the uh, demise of the courtship. Mm-hmm. The seed and pesticide giant Monsanto Co. has ended its attempt to buy Syngenta, its Swiss rival, says Deutsche Welle. Hmm. She's so nice. Deutsche Welle. Deutsche Welle. Syngenta said the offer of $46 billion was too low, and a merger would be difficult to carry out because of an antitrust review that could raise objections. In case you were wondering, Josh, six companies dominate agrochemical sales around the world. Syngenta, Bayer Crop Science, BASF, Dow AgroSciences, Monsanto and DuPont.
1: And weren't four of these the ones that were just wrecking life for people in Waimea?
0: Well,
1: I think I it was I'm, DuPont I'm sure it came off that list Syngenta I don't remember Bayer being one. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They spend a lot of time Making aspirin too, right? A yeah, diversified portfolio It's impressive Mm-hmm All right All well. kinds of merch Coming out of Bayer <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Harry It didn't work out Monsanto and Syngenta Well I don't know it's, I think there also There could be these People play the press this way
0: Of course It could be It could come back That's all I'm saying and, hey, we'll shelve works
1: works for you. Yeah, we come up with those. We'll dust ones. it every once in a while, but it's yours when you're ready for it.
0: And when it comes back at $55 billion and the dance is on, we'll come up with a new name.
1: Hmm. Nope. We'll ID I eight. like Ubel <laughs> Works. Okay. Unless it's a completely new... If the relationship feels completely new and revitalized, if it's two different people coming together and not just the same people... Like Dow Agro and Well, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be a different company. It's just like if they've evolved and changed and it's a truly different relationship that's that's, uh, about to blossom, then maybe a new name. But if it's just more of the same, money's the only differentiator, then Ubel Agro works. Glass Slipper.
0: (laughs) That's my housekeeping.
1: I had a piece of housekeeping, too. Can't wait. Can you read it for me? Walking Dead Ewok Village. Walking Dead Ewok Village. So this is more ideation for AMC. Because um, <clears throat> we previously mentioned, I think in episode 22, how easy it is to grow crickets, right? You just need like a, some sort of box, some wet sponges, some cork. What else? A few things. Easy to grow crickets. So we were wondering, why isn't there a character on Walking Dead who's cultivating crickets as a food source? He's like some sort of whiz kid hero, although you don't have to be that much of a whiz kid to to grow crickets, right? Then last episode, we're talking about uh, forest gardening. Seems like another apt thing for the Walking Dead people to be into. Just a nice forest garden that they can harvest every once in a while. You combine those two things with the notion of a kind of Ewok village, a sky village, if you will. A little encampment built in the trees, up in the canopy. Right, and they're growing insects up there. They can rappel down every once in a while, rappel down the trunk of the tree to harvest some food. That way the walkers, they can't climb trees. They can't get up there. And they can just sit up above and have trapdoors, and they can just drop boulders on the walkers, crush their skulls. That's a new sound effect that they'll need for the sound of a boulder crushing a cranium. So you get that. You get a whole new, because every once in a while, not necessarily every season, but periodically their little band is always running into other people who have some sort of weird... Settlement thing figured out This is a new one Totally The Ewok village You don't want to call it the Ewok village But Sky city No Not a city though Sky town Sky town Kind of sounds like shy town It could be in Lake Forest So there's that Now we bring you The salad wars
0: We gotta get right to that
1: Yeah there's a, What's going
0: on? Everybody, mainstream media, fringe media, all media hating on salad, turning on salad, the loyal greens. I liked your tweet. Salad in peril. Where do the we'll be there? We'll be there. We're 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 on our way. We're on our way. (laughs) We're on our way. (laughs) Like superheroes. Matchcast is on its way. Salad in peril.
1: That would be a great little video, little uh, image at Real Natch on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> At real natch everywhere except Facebook. Us
0: in uh, superhero costumes,
1: flying through the air, mm. salad and pa- like, like we're coming hold to on salad. salad. We're on our way, salad. Salad. Yeah. No, I like that.
0: Okay, good. All right, I'm gonna give you the first of two stories. Hit me. I'm gonna start with Philpot, Mother Jones, Philpot, Tommy, Tommy Philpot. I don't know if that's- Tommy Peapot.
1: Oh. That's some good sound.
0: So all you need to know, really, is the um, subhead of this article is as follows. Limp, devoid of flavor, and nutritionally (coughs) challenged, trucked-in greens off off Oh, my God. Limp. (laughs) Yeah, something's limp. Limp delivery. Limp, devoid of flavor, and nutritionally challenged, trucked-in greens offer little more than refrigerated water.
1: Bravo! Wow, Crike. Yeah, this is hardcore. Yeah, it is. It's coming straight at
0: salad. I mean, it's it's not surprising, right? Like, it's it's most lettuce is mostly water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are people. You grow it somewhere, and you have to chuck it in somewhere else if you're not there. Uh, devoid of flavor. I don't know if that's maybe some of these. Well, that's what
1: commercial varieties. But he's missing the point. The beauty of salad is diverse. It is, and that's kind of the that's the Achilles of this article. Of all of this, yeah, it seems. Well, they're just salad mostly bad mouthing. They're, they're focused on iceberg lettuce, cucumbers, and radishes. Those are like the three, the <laughs> axis of salad evil. Uh-huh. <laughs> but those are like the worst salad ingredients. The axis of salad evil. I mean, cucumbers are good, but cucumbers like it. It gives you. It hydrates you. Yeah, it fills you up. Yeah, it's a nice food. Taste good with some MSG sprinkled on it. There it is. Bam. Iceberg lettuce. Who the hell is eating that on salads in 2015? Is there a big iceberg? Uh, We're going to get to Tamar Haspel at Washington Post. You're going to to Denny's? He won't give up his wedge with bacon and blue cheese dressing. No, that's true. Pat Nicole, my wife, she likes those wedge salads too. Hmm. But I don't think she you know, deceives herself into thinking it's some nutrition blast. Right. I think she's like, Oh, this is a moist vehicle for dressing. Whoa. And bacon. <laughs> a moist vehicle. that be a moist God. vessel. A moist maybe, vessel. Terrible. Just
0: <laughs> really. Is that what Nicole thinks? I don't know. Look. Um, yeah. So maybe she ought to think about that moist vehicle of,
1: <laughs> <laughs> she
0: Moist Vessel, sorry, Moist Vessel. She can vessel. cull
1: moisture from other, she happily culls Does moisture stop. from other leafy <laughs> greens, is my point.
0: So Like, instead of, your, instead of your builder's bar or your pro-core bar, you're going to have your... Uh, pro salad? Your, no, your guilty salad. Your
1: oh, nutritionally complete yeah. I mean, limp, devoid. When's the last time you bought a head of iceberg lettuce? Man, 2000, never? I bought four on the way over here. <laughs> Never, never. Somewhere in one of these salad articles, it points out, too, that romaine, I think a commenter points out, that romaine is nutritionally... Oh, much higher profile, yeah. Yeah, and you you chop that up, it tastes quite a bit like iceberg lettuce. These fuckers, I don't...
0: Yeah, yeah. You want some water content of fruits and vegetables? You want me to throw some of those at you? Yeah. I've got them right here, University of Kentucky, College of Agriculture. Boo, Yeah. Iceberg lettuce, how much was that, percent water? 96 Pretty high. And what's the food weight? Q- Is that on there? Or what yeah. was that? You want the food weight? Sure. Tw-
1: Give some perspective here. 20. What does that even mean? The weight of actual food matter as opposed to water, maybe? See? Like maybe once it's dehydrated? Unless we just focus on the percent water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just searching for another what? axis. What's happening? Your, your, maybe your computer being next to your microphone? I don't know. Anyway. Soldier on.
0: Iceberg lettuce, ninety six. What else is ninety six? Cucumber, ninety six percent water. Oh, oh, zucchini, ninety five percent water. Tomato, ninety four. What else is really high? Mm, That's it. Well, there's some more low nineties. Radish is high, right? Yeah. Where's radish? Ninety five. Ninety five percent water. What
1: about something like spinach,
0: dude? Ninety two. What about?
1: uh, How about some lovely pear on your salad? Oh, I'd like some pear on my salad. Eighty-four percent water. Yeah, you know what's great in salad? Food weight one sixty-six
0: versus twenty. I don't know. What does that number mean? I don't know. Look. I think this this is a this is a this is not a hard war to fight. Mm-mm. I think we can just put this to bed pretty much
1: now. Yeah. Well, you know what it reminds me of is it's, that we've been watching the Spider-Man movies, the old Sam Raimi ones with Tobey Maguire and Peter Parker. You
0: know, Tobey's married too.
1: No. Jenny Meyer.
0: What? Your wife? Your <laughs> life partner, rather? I, the woman he is married to is named Jenny Meyer. Or oh. was. I assume they're still
1: together. No, maybe she, she's Jenny Meyer or Jenny McGuire. Jenny Meyer McGuire. On. Uh, some keep hyphen. going. Okay. Anyway. uh very me- movies. A very memorable character from that trilogy is played by J.K. Simmons. I don't remember the character's name, but he's like oh, yeah. the gruff big... City, uh, well, they're like the He's third the tier paper. He's like the yeah, the editor in chief, the cigar chomping. Oh, what's that guy's name? Damn know. it! It's J.K. Simmons is the actor. Go on. But anyway, like he just wants salacious, juicy front page shit. And I feel like there's a little bit of that going on here. It's not as old school, and there probably aren't cigars involved. But it's like, what's they're sitting around in these story meetings being like, what's big right now? Salad. How can we go after salad? Fuck salad. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Philpot would be. But doesn't Philpot reference his article, I think, was written after the subsequent article that we have here by Tamir Haspel, Why Salad is So Overrated in the Washington Post?
0: Jonah Jameson? At the Daily Bugle? Jameson. Is that right? They probably just call him Jameson. Jameson? JJ? Yeah. I guess so. I would never have gotten that.
1: So wait a minute. Before we leave Philpot, though. Well Philpot he, references the next article. So I think the, the well, Washington he, Post article spurred the discussion. It did, it did. So Philpot, you know, he's responding we'll, in kind. We'll get to the source. Okay. But I want to give you the salad of the week, courtesy Tom Philpot. Wait, salad of the week? Salad of the week.
0: When good salad greens are scarce, as they are now in the infernal Texas summer, I often make a straight parsley salad. Mm. Parsley has nearly four times the vitamin A and eight times the vitamin C of arugula, which itself is no slouch compared with iceberg lettuce. Or I mash up this bright tasting herb with a raw seasonal vegetable, like cucumbers, Mm. along with heat-hardy basil and garlic chives. I've got my eye on this bon appétit recipe for a salad built entirely on scallions and cilantro. Inside his own war, he's defeating himself. It's well, that's a great salad with higher nutrition. Yeah. Don't reduce it to vitamins A and C. There's well, a whole the system they, going
1: on in this food inside your body. They're throwing this big unfair umbrella over the whole thing. Just they calling are. it all salad. Like it's, you know what the problem is? You got to eat. Maybe it's, maybe we need to refine our language here. Our, our, our taxonomy, our lexicon. Mm. It's not just eat salad, eat more salad. It's eat smart salad.
0: Oh, (laughs) smart salad
1: Eat more Smart salad Just smart salad How about eat salad 2.0 Oh, how about salad smart Salad smart Let's get salad smart, guys Oh, man Ideation (laughs) Inside the salad of the week
0: Salad of the week In her latest Washington Post column I guess that means Tamar is a female Mm -hmm. Tamar? Tamar? Tamar Haspel Makes a provocative point, quote, lettuce is a vehicle to transport refrigerated water from farm to table. So let's go to it. Why salad is so overrated? Washington Post. Yeah. There's one food that has almost nothing going for it. Jesus. It occupies precious crop acreage, requires fossil fuels to be shipped, refrigerated around the world, and adds
1: nothing but crunch to the plate. What's she talking about? That's a great bait and switch. Tamir is a pro. And that, that evocative image of salad is nothing more than a vehicle for moving water over long distances. Pro move, Tamir. <laughs> Tamar. Tamar. Pro move, but but not pro intentions.
0: Don't go bagging on. I mean, this is all we've got. Yeah. Salad smart. It's just in it's July when I wrote, salad smart. When I wrote a piece defending corn on the calories per acre metric, this is back to the article. A number of people wrote to tell me I was ignoring nutrition, which I was. Not because nutrition isn't important, but because we get all the nutrition we need in a fraction of our recommended daily calories. Do we? And filling in the rest of the day's food is a job for crops like corn. But if you think nutrition is the most important metric, don't direct your eye at corn. Turn instead to lettuce. What's going on? I don't think that's any of that's. Does well, that hold water? Does that hold salad water? (laughs) Do you think you get
1: all the nutrition you need for the day and like a fraction of what you eat and the rest is just... Just filler? Play ball. I mean, it'd be nice if that was true. And then you could... Then it makes sense that we could just be eating pills, (laughs) food tech pills in the future, but... That butts up against everything, I think.
0: Yeah, that's why I don't like eating... The nutrition is is seeped out of our food before it even comes out
1: of the ground. The soil's dead. We can't get... We need in it. What? Who's to say that you get that? There's such a thing as enough nutrition too. Why can't you pack so many nutrients oh. in that you're just?
0: Oh, you want to optimize this shit?
1: Yeah, you're going swole Hulk. You're getting large and green. Salad take you there. Smart yeah. salad. Salad smart. smart. Salad smart. Get salad smart like swole Hulk. Smell yeah. Swole Hulk, Hulk. Is, smal- yep. <laughs> swole Hulk <laughs> is, is salad smart. smart. Oh boy. Oh man, and he will smash salad naysayers.
0: She goes in, and this, 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 so there's no nutrition in it. It costs too much to ship it around. Like on, a, on an economic basis, it costs too much to make a salad
1: when well, you so could get better true.
0: nutrition out of sweet potatoes or something.
1: Well, yeah, she says the corollary to the nutrition problem is the expense problem. Yeah. The makings of a green salad, say a head of lettuce, a cucumber, and a bunch of radishes cost about $3 at my supermarket. For that, I could buy more than two pounds of broccoli, sweet potatoes, or just about any frozen vegetable going. Any of which would make for a much more nutritious side dish to my roast chicken. All right, frozen vegetables. Well, you know what? Throw for- it in... You know what, tomorrow, Throw it in a salad. Yeah. I mean, a broccoli and sweet potato salad. Just that You've just made the salad. That is a salad. Oh my God. it's just this, this limited understanding of salad? I know. It's just this narrow ass view of salad. God. Breaking our hearts over here. Yeah. Yeah. Stop eating wedge lettuce with bacon. Probably a good idea. Or do it. As a but, treat. Yeah, as your treat. That's your builder bar for the day. Yeah, if you're at TGI Fridays with friends, you go for that wedge salad. It's okay. <laughs> every but, every Tuesday night. <laughs> just, just dreaming that it's Friday. <laughs> yeah. Iceberg um, wedge lettuce salad chased with a mudslide. I do believe this. Hashtag bliss.
0: Uh, chefs are cognizant of what's going on in the psychology of diners. This is in... Um, The Washington Post article, quoting Brett Thorne, a columnist at Nation's Restaurant News. They're doing a kind of psychological health washing, not just with salads, but with labels like fresh and natural and foods that are local and seasonal. A chef is not a nutritionist or public health advocate. They make food the customers want to buy. Talk about a pro bait and switch move. Just lumped in salad with natural, fresh yeah. Local, all these empty jargon words. S- salad.
1: You're throwing salad in.
0: Throwing salad under throwing the bus. Throwing salad out with the bathwater. <gasps> oh, I'm getting mad about this. This isn't right. Yeah.
1: People S- should eat smart, salad smart. Oh, we keep hitting that. Bang I'm, gonna, that I'm drum. Gonna <laughs> just keep ball-peeing hammering that one. Because, so, like, my salad load, Tuscan kale, massaged, cut into ribbons, Loaded up with some goat cheese and some dried cranberries and some pepitas? You tell me that's not nutrition-rich? You throw on a, a hunk I of flank steak
0: with some sriracha Hampton Creek mayo, <laughs> yes, I, you're done. <laughs> you, I think you've maxed out nutrition for the day. I think you so, You can too. just eat a
1: bunch of corn after that. Yeah, then I'm just going on to corn. Corn puffs. All natural. So they end this, they end this assault on salad with
0: a couple of, these hurt. Mm -hmm. Not surprising though. Lettuce has a couple of number one unenviable rankings in the food world. Top source of food waste. Mm -hmm. Talked about this. We did. It's just (laughs) composting before you even get home. (coughs) Uh, It's also the chief culprit for foodborne illnesses. According to Centers for Disease Control, Green Leaf, Green Leafies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like that term. um Accounted for twenty two percent of all foodborne illnesses from
1: nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and eight. Maybe that's supposed to be leafy greens. You think I made it leafies? No, I'm saying I'm trying to d- decipher if that's a typo, of sorts. I don't think it's just cute. It is kind
0: of cute. It's adorbs.
1: Uh, totes adorbs.
0: So why food because bo- you
1: eat them raw? Well, yeah, you don't cook that's them. That's a problem. God, Roll I, the dice though, baby. Yeah, Mother okay. Nature. And, you'll, be, uh, you'll be fine after
0: that food. Board, but part Ellis. of being
1: salad smart is not buying more salad greens than you need. That's true. Like I'm not so sure everyone needs to be buying their big box of baby spinach from Costco. Bingo! That's unless, being salad smart. Yeah, unless you've got a family of forty and you're just eating it all in two days.
0: I think most families
1: of forty aren't eating. Uh, I don't oh know. wow! What, Because they're <laughs> ignorant. they Do not know about contraception? No. That is fucking cold, man. No! <laughs> Where are you going, then?
0: Because the, because the salad is a, uh, it's a more labor-intensive endeavor. I think there'd be a lot more like... Oh, because they're lazy, right. Okay. <sighs> yep, that's what I mean. Okay. Uh, they're buying lasagna trays and popping them in the oven. Woo. Yep,
1: that's, I a, you I heard a, it. I got a smart, salad smart life hack, too. Are you a you. family of 40 out there? Well, that's what I just said. Yeah, Mark's making some gross assumptions about your lifestyle. <laughs> Who's got a family of 40? I don't know. Why don't you get outside your own neighborhood and take a look around? <laughs> like an inner family of 40? Like you're feeding 40 people a day? Well, you got extended family. These days it's not uncommon to have... All in one you know, house. Cousins. Uh, in one, maybe in a duplex unit. <clears throat> How about that? Feeding them all. I don't want that job. Salad smart life hack too. I cooked for 16 people <clears> at <throat> Lake Tahoe. I just Couldn't take it just almost killed me. No, it didn't kill me, but it was a lot of food. It's just more of a mindset. I couldn't...
0: I was... uh, Portobello mushrooms. Grilled. Yum. In corn. And the grill... I couldn't
1: get everything on the grill. and It was a big grill. Wow. Too many humans. That sounds like a first world problem if I ever heard one. Can't get all the... Can't get all this bounty onto this (laughs) supersized grill. Well, I'm
0: in Lake Tahoe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Watching Chet water ski. Chet? Biff. Ah,
0: uh, there was neither Chet nor Biff at this point. Quick event. salad
1: smart life hack, and then we can move well, on. Well, I'm glad we got to the salad smart. That's something. Yeah, we've arrived someplace. It's a ridiculous be war smart. on salad. Give me a break. Yeah, pick your battles. Or Fine. be more specific. Eat Save. local salad.
0: Yep. Okay, so wait. You got to truck it around. Eat your local salad. Maybe yeah. it's not year-round. Got it. I get it. I Maybe get it. Maybe sometimes
1: it's a winter vegetable salad.
0: That's <laughs> right. Broaden your... What could possibly become a salad? Yeah. The world is your oyster.
1: Roasted sweet potatoes with it's corn. salad oyster. Corn niblets. It's an oyster salad. And broccoli? It's a broccoli oyster salad. Oysters? I don't know. I'll sprinkle with caviar. Is that sustainable? Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a salad either. <laughs> what is and isn't a salad? Maybe that's, that's, maybe that's the nut of this whole thing.
0: Oh, it's natural. like what constitutes
1: a salad? Because peep this. When I see that I have a big box of greens that I know I'm not going to use them next, before they start to get gross and veggie farts, I'll just put it in the freezer. And I'll just use those frozen salad chips in my smoothie. <laughs> so I <laughs> ask you this, is my smoothie a salad? <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> you, just, you were just searching for some kind of audio cue? No, <laughs> that, was, that was just great.
0: I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm really liking this sort of, uh, everything's a damn salad. Yeah. yeah. We are all salad. <laughs> it's got a vegetable in it. Yeah,
1: anyway. Beans, though. Freaking legume salads, yeah. But you know, you mix them with a veggie. I think a salad should have some sort of vegetable element. But that, why can't that be a root vegetable? I don't know why not. A what? Root vegetable. Root. Did we properly win the salad
0: war? Oh yeah, I think we've gutted. I mean, it's all gutted. These two articles. <laughs> there is there's higher nutrition and lower nutrition in different salad ingredients. Duh. Mm-hmm. You can adapt your salad to seasonal local requirements. Duh. Mm-hmm. What else were we bagging on? The cost. I mean, come on. How much is your health and
1: well-being worth? Right? Salad is, yeah. So try and eat local salad. Media. Try and spray it with some veggie spray. I don't know. Does that kill what? off foodborne illness? <laughs>
0: what is that? That
1: veggie spray. Oh, the fit. You like spray yeah. it
0: and, Well, no, I don't do that.
1: Yeah. You do that? No, I thought you did it. That's why I brought it no, up. I, don't do you a bone. That. I thought no. I've seen that spray bottle by your sink. Well, I, I would. Why don't you to buy some organic stuff? Here's where you go deep on organic. Oh, what with organic being contaminated? Oh, with
0: raw foods that you're gonna eat. Yeah, that's the pair and of vegetables and dairy. Which and is meat.
1: actually a and snacks. This is why you need to adopt the Tyson diet too. You give your body a steady mix of things, then your system can handle some pathogens. Shit them right out. No bed rest needed. BS. <laughs> I don't think you've had listeria lately. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I don't eat Rocky Ford melons. Moving on. Or yeah. are, we, are we still salading? Or are
0: I, we? I, I, I'm trying to remember. Are there any arguments at all that sort of.
1: Just the water waste thing, I think. Is, that's, a, that's, mm-hmm. a, yeah. that's a sensitive area to be prodding. Water. With pen Look Ever protest Monsanto on weed Actually you're supposed to read it like this I know Ever protest Monsanto On weed Yeah So this article comes from Mike Adams He's writing for High Times Last week was our first Huffington Post article This week is our first High Times article I think Scientists working to prevent Monsanto From monopolizing on cannabis strains But can they stop it So this article says that, uh, quote, scientists are working to map the complete DNA structure of the cannabis plant in order to prevent major agricultural seed companies like Monsanto from securing exclusive patents on specific strains. It has been suspected for decades that Monsanto has been developing genetically modified cannabis in a super secret lab somewhere in the United States (laughs) in an effort to aggressively position themselves in the market once the federal government finally allows farmers to grow weed.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and get the rest of this on the table. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there has been speculation within the past few years that Monsanto has GMO marijuana just sitting on a shelf waiting for the legislative green light, which is one of the reasons lawmakers are now eagerly pushing the, le- the issue of legalization. Ooh. But for now, all these accusations appear to have spun from the rumor mill and that and fake news sites. That's quote, an imp- important point. Yeah. Quote, Monsanto has not and is not working on GMO marijuana. This allegation is an internet, internet rumor and a lie, says the company's website.
0: Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of corporate PR, that's a pretty direct refutal. Rebuttal. Rebuttal. Refutal is not a word. Could be. That is a direct refutal of everything alleged from the secret, secret, super secret <laughs> lab. Uh,
1: Dude, they've got this super yeah. secret lab. <laughs> yeah. uh. I like that. That makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean, marijuana is going to be big ass. It's already big industry in Colorado. I'm sure it's on the list, on the, re, on the R&D list, but it's kind of like, no. And then as, as culture shifts. Well, R&D is a problem because it's federally illegal. You can't do big research uh, projects. Spoken like a Coloradan. Yeah, you can't study it. So All like, deep on cannabis legislation. Mm-hmm. But something like Charlotte's Web, which is the indica strain, well, that know. that lots of parents have been using as medicine. There's for their epileptic children. There's money there. That's uh no, that's the high C B D low THC. Yeah. yeah. In, in fact the THC they have a certain uh I think they have a, like a sub strain of it where the THC is so low that they can actually ship it across state lines as hemp oil. Oh. So they've they've found a loophole. But there are claims that the uh the, the Just l- what you've heard. Well, I I worked with a guy whose daughter, oh, has uh, a form of epilepsy, kind of, and so they haven't tried it, but he knows a lot about it. But there are rumors that the t the the lower THC Charlotte's Web doesn't work as well. So there you go. Mm. But that's the problem is like no official like it's hard to do to develop new products and do efficient research and test. The the viability of it is, is different forms of medicine because so? it's federally banned substance. Ubel AgroWorks has deep pockets. They can get to the bottom of this. Well, that's the thing, but do you want Own them it. in on it? Because right now in Colorado, it's, there are some big companies making lots of money doing big things, but they're not like, I don't think they're huge national, international oh, corporations. Gosh. So there's
0: whole, so the, that's or, kind of the organic nice angle it. on this. There's all sorts of angles, but yeah, I, the secret what? The super secret lab. Yeah, that's probably, probably not well. We need to go find it,
1: but you got to figure these big you got companies some fake are, are watching news what's sites we can check into. No, but you got to think these bigger companies that could easily stake a claim here are watching what's happening here. I do believe that. Like, why wouldn't they?
0: And I do believe that if um, these good-hearted people like map the whole DNA of various of the of the cannabis plant, mm-hmm. yeah, you've sort of it's public domain knowledge, and you can fight against that. uh. Patent, patent mindset to own certain strains of it. Oh, but Maybe they'll map the DNA and then they'll do something to it. They'll GMO
1: it. Probably will. Yeah, they'll GMO it. But it's been a huge industry here in Colorado. Lots of money. I don't have the numbers, but it's, I believe, hundreds of millions of dollars coming into the state because of recreational and medical marijuana. What's your real point here? That there's money. And? And money draws out the evil Ubel Agro works uh, okay. of the world. I was, I Once was they waiting, smell that I was shit. waiting for uh, the personal anecdote. No, there's no personal anecdote. This is
0: Just about. last week. I didn't know whether I could do it on my deck or not. I thought, is it illegal or not? I don't care. I think you're
1: supposed to do it like in private. What about your deck? How high is your fence? What about your front porch? Do you have, are you surrounded by bushes? <laughs> I'm always surrounded by bushes. <laughs> okay. Um, so moving on. We can... Uh, Unless you got something. I got nothing. Okay. This one's you. Foreign Protein Combinations. Food tech. GMO deep dive edition.
0: In the race to save species, GMOs are coming to nature. Greg Brining. Why don't we, where is this from?
1: Oh, boy. Encha. I better look that up. So scientists are beginning to wonder if genetic engineering can be used to help organisms adapt to change and actually increase the biodiversity of the planet. Quote, I think it really isn't on the radar screen of the conservation community at all, says Kent Redford, former lead scientist at the Wildlife Conservation Society and now head of the...
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up and it says Ensia. Okay, we're going to quote
1: a tribute to NSHA. Okay, but ahead of uh, Archipelago? I, why do words mess with me? That's, that's it. Archipelago? Consu- conserva- yep. or wait, you got it. Consulting, okay. Uh, Redford organized one of the first conferences in Cambridge, England in 2013 to consider the gnarly intersection of right. genetic engineering and nature... Oh, Oh, genetic engineering, nature, and conservation. That's why I put that quote in there. It's the gnarly intersection. Gnar dog. Mm, Nice, Greg. Gnar
0: boots. (laughs) He's got his gnar boots on. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. In the scientific journal Nature, a half dozen scientists from several universities suggested that facilitated adaptation might be used in rescuing a target population or species... By endowing it with adaptive alleles or gene variants using genetic engineering. Are you ready? Roll with it. Think about it. Okay. I'm Producing thinking. a white pine. That would be a tree. Immune to blister rust or North American ash trees impervious to emerald ash borer. Engineering corals to thrive in more acidic waters. Inoculating frogs with the gene to protect against... Ye, chytrid, chytrid fungus creating a genetic-based pesticide that kills only a single invasive species, or restoring, this article waxes poetic about the American chestnut. The proud American chestnut, it goes into lots of detail. Restoring the uh, American chestnut, which which once cast tall shadows across the eastern United States. The ability to engineer an end to an invasive species raises a
1: question, however. Should we? What do you think, should we? It's
0: a tough call here.
1: It is. The winds are alluring.
0: I mean, it's coral a gnarly reefs. intersection.
1: Coral reefs. They can, can bring
0: back passenger pigeons. Ooh, and dodos. Totally. I, I like or that. Or quasi-dodos. Semi-dodos. A yeah. lot. All the cuteness, none of the extinction.
1: They can run for Congress. That what? Was a, that was a dumb politician joke. Oh. It hit squarely in the bullseye. <laughs> um...
0: So I don't even know, but it's, it, the conversation around GMO used to be this tiny little thing and that got so heated. It's going to get so big. Mm-hmm. Ooh, many facets, many angles. I don't, how do you stop? How do you, are you going to be able to wrap your arms around this and control it well? I don't see any evidence of that. Yeah. And who's going to do it? <clears throat> What's the name of this consulting firm?
1: Archipelago <laughs> <laughs> Yes How would you say it? Numb nuts <laughs> I was trying. I was trying really h- hard not
0: to ever give up the if you were just bastardizing it the whole time. <laughs> well, what is it? <laughs> oh, oh boy. Archipelago <laughs> How about archipelago?:
1: Oh that's what I said. Archipelago. There you go. That'll what is work. an archipelago? Is that a thing? Yeah. Tell me about it. It's Tell like a, mean. it's like a almost island. Oh, right. What is it? Just connected by a thread of land? Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know how to say it, but you don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I
0: don't so, so you, have we so we've set this up. Well, you can use genetic engineering to save and or resurrect species of yeah. animals.
1: Or plants. When they talk to a, there's a Plana scientist fauna. in this article, I don't know if it's read for it, but he's got like a lab full of little seedlings and he's... Yeah, they're doing it. But they can't really take him outside the lab, right?
0: And they bitch quite at length about the regulatory hurdles that required to all the different departments that are, as a scientist would, because it's hard to do.
1: Well, those regulations we're worried were about letting like, that
0: cat out of the bag.
1: Weren't they put in place like almost half a century ago? Thank God. Why no? In response to the same kind of sentiment that we're dealing with today. It's like, this shit could go bad fast. We don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, it's good. We should be cautious. It's just impressive that so much caution was exercised at one point. It's
0: it's sort of like it's gotten so heated over that the Roundup Seed Monsanto angle. Totally different when you get to Golden Rice and then even more totally different when it's like we can save the chestnut tree. but don't
1: eat the chestnuts
0: until further notice that's right we might have a bunch of designer species but we can't eat them yeah who's eating chestnuts anyway it's not nature
1: anymore it's
0: it's, imagine that oh boy 100 years down the line they're all back dodos pasture pigeon new trees frogs all this stuff but they're not quite right a little bit
1: off well, I mean, why, maybe we don't need this that stuff. That is a food tech future. It is. But also, maybe nature will just take care of itself. And it's like, well, new shit will grow that can has that evolved or adapted to these I do, I do these think nature changing, would just
0: sort of be on the sidelines looking at it like, yeah, that's a cute frog, but
1: that ain't going to last. Yeah. I got a plan for that one. Yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, like, who doesn't want more frogs around? But but doing that is like a form... I don't know many like a, people that are... Well, it's a form of denial, right? Frogs are considered the canary in the coal mine, like an ecological canary in the coal mine. If weird shit starts happening to frogs, like they start growing third legs or two heads, there's something really bad happening, right? Bees too. So it's almost just more like a salve for our guilty conscience. Like, oh, we can fix the frogs. They're okay. Nothing's happening. Interesting. You know? Oh, the bioethics are Mm -hmm. fascinating. It's, it's, It's shades of the whole notion of like save the planet. Like the like, like as a rallying cry because that's that's bullshit. George Carlin, I think, aptly pointed out that it's not save the planet; it's like basically save humanity. The planet doesn't give a shit. Planet, shake us off. Why are you doing that? Like a bad case of please. You gonna play Stairway to Heaven again? That
0: was beautiful. What do you think? You asked me. I'm trying to decide. What am I? I'm just I've, telling you what I think. And when you I interrupted agree, my, me with a oh, little what happened? <laughs> oh, what, there. Sorry. I'm thinking about green lighting these things. If it oh. was on, if it was on my desk and I, I had
1: the power of the pen. I would probably know. Ooh. I'd say, I think we've you made. You would look that little tiny. Frog doesn't give a shit. Baby frog in the eyes and go, ain't going to happen for you. We, we are the frog. You're going to get You're that. You're looking yourself in the eye. You're all part of the stew. Like we've made this mess. We can't just like science our way out of it. I just think there's I so much I think we need to use science it. to deal more with the fallout than corrective. It's oh, not. Well,
0: there you go. So how about
1: that? You could do that.
0: Remember, NASA's going to seed, um, create entirely new organisms in the field. What was that again?
1: It was also about seeding the, uh, well, terraforming was, think, Mars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, So, But again, that's not corrective. That's quite a bit of meddling.
0: You've got, you've got the uh, Exxon Valdez cut, whatever the next version of that is. Oh, we can How about go the BP out. BP oil spill. Let's get a little more current. <laughs> you want to go with the uh, Exxon Valdez the, is the one that was very impactful to me. Were you living in a back in, in the depression at the time? Um, so then you can create a little uh, fungus that never existed before that'll eat it all, eat it all up in uh, two weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. But I think going back and trying to change the past, I don't know about that. But extinct species? But what I like guess if you're mammoths. using it, you're using it. So who cares, right? I kind of think I'm,
0: I don't know. It it seems daunting to try to, uh,
1: I just, I feel like we haven't earned the right to use it kind of. We definitely have not earned the right to use it, you know, but I, but I, uh, but I kind
0: of think we're going to use it. Oh,
1: most likely we're going to use it and we're going to, there's going to be a little bit of good and a whole lot of bad and we're going to fingers crossed. (laughs) Yep, And if you're on the Tyson diet, your body will be prepared. But has, is mother earth on the Tyson diet? Mother Earth is the Tyson diet. Then you're going to be fine. Yeah. The Tyson diet is a pristine waterfall in Costa Rica, just as much as it's that horrifying floating Texas-sized island of plastic bottles in the middle of the ocean. Mm. The Tyson diet is both those things. It's the, the Tyson, Tyson diet. diet. Uh, but and, and, and Part th- two. It feeds
0: right into the next article. Here. GMO deep dive. Yeah. Growing doubt. A scientist's experience of GMOs, Jonathan R. Latham, PhD, who's having trouble getting work these days, <laughs> appearing <laughs> on um independent science news. I, the more I think about this, I don't know how credible that is. That website, yeah, it feels like because by the end of his article, I was with him, yeah, I was feeling him, I was feeling him, and then by the <laughs> end, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? So let's get into it. Go for it. Yeah. By training, I am a plant biologist. And this is the author, not you, who's a plant biologist, just to be clear. In the early 1990s, I was busy making genetically modified plants as part of the research that led to my PhD. Into these plants, we were putting DNA from various foreign organisms, such as viruses and bacteria. I was not at the outset concerned about the possible effects of GM plants on human health or the environment. You going in, eyes wide open, Mm -hmm. big heart. Yeah. Change the world. Yeah, he was right there with him. Make it better. Yeah. I now believe, as a much more experienced scientist, that GMO crops still run far ahead of our understanding of their risks. In broad outline, the reasons for this belief are quite simple. I have become much more appreciative of the complexity of biological organisms and their capacity for benefits and harms. As a scientist, I have become much more humble about the capacity of science to do more than scratch the surface in its understanding of the deep complexity and diversity of the natural world. It's like this guy got spiritual and enlightened.
1: He did. said science is just... No, but then the arguments that he gives that you didn't seem to paste in here. For I wh- got a why lot of you... stuff pasted in well, here. Well, what he talks about why he's against it is because like some of the science is... Oh, that's coming. ...not complete. Oh, there's... Then he gets... Then it gets angry. That's not angry. Alarmist. Pointed. A little
0: bit alarmist. All right. Like this. It is common, for example, for multinational corporations. What I like about this article... The Bellagro works. Yeah. He gets he's, he 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 uh, pulls no punches with the multinational c- conglomerations. Yeah, <laughs> this
1: guy's probably working at Starbucks at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whose labs have? It's common. It's common. Uh, it is common for uh, for these big companies whose labs have the latest equipment to use outdated methodologies. Really? Now, why would they do that, Josh? I don't. When the results show what the applicants want, nothing is said. But when the results are inconvenient and raise red flags, they blame the limitations of the antiquated method. This bulletproof logic, fat water. Buckshot. Mm. In which applicants claim safety no matter what the data shows or how badly the experiment was performed is routine and formal GMO risk assessment. Oof. You blouch. <laughs> yeah. I assume that's true. <laughs> sounds right. It really sounds so plausible. It sounds super plausible. Mm hmm. This is even scarier. A further reason to be concerned about GMOs is that most of them contain a viral sequence called the cauliflower mosaic virus, <laughs> CAMV. Horrifying. Oh, excuse game. me. The cauliflower mosaic virus promoter, Woo. CAMV promoter, or they contain the similar
1: figwort mosaic virus promoter. Whew. This is like, Jesus. Straight out of fucking Harry Potter. Well, I've never heard of those. You've heard wart? of those? Figwort mosaic? Yep. Yeah. Virus. That's nuts. J.K. Rowling named that.
0: Two years ago, the GMO Safety Agency of the European Union, EFSA, discovered that both the CAMV promoter and the FMV promoter had wrongly been assumed by them for almost 20 years not to encode any proteins. In fact, the two promoters encode a large part of a small multifunctional viral protein that misdirects all normal gene expression and that also turns off a key plant defense against pathogens.
1: Foreign protein combinations. So, one thing I in remember. In your belly. Yeah, in your belly. Seeing on a PBS thing about GMOs, it was like. And products. those
0: foreign protein combinations are just telling everything else to just go nuts. Yeah, right?
1: They can that's get in not there the way
0: to do it. You're doing it all right. This to go, it's like mayhem. Try this. Oh, boy. That's that.
1: So, that's the danger, right?
0: Cauliflower mosaic.
1: That is, that is the danger. And it's GMOs, danger. is that they can actually, in theory, rewrite some of your DNA or. Well, not so much that. I, like, I think
0: the implication here is they just screw up all the signaling, the, epi- the expression of your genes. Mm. They're turning off. They're, they're, this is extra protein stuff going on. You eat a, you eat a, you eat yogurt. We kind of know what that is. Yeah. But this, all those proteins and matter and DNA. You're looking at me like this is. <laughs> not gonna register <laughs> no the gilded insider it's just blowing my mind well it's all natural too it's like that's what we know but then you get this extra little clump of information Ooh. foreign protein matter
1: like what is this you're doing a, a great job of bringing the hard data to life mark
0: it's like uh remember those um
1: what's the insurance company ads where they
0: his name's oh, ma- the,
1: mayhem the, oh i thought the one with the talking duck that's aflac well no i thought maybe that you were something's gonna happen we're gonna turn into talking ducks no. or something no. the guy the guy who they personify mayhem
0: isn't his name mayhem
1: oh who's always like yeah making and bad choices making and bad choices beat up and stuff yeah that's the gmo guy. that's your gm the extra protein guy in there mayhem he's mayhem wow so you better have good gut insurance yep that's what you're telling me and how do you get that Probiotics, tyson diet big time all right see salad smart see. <laughs> there's a through line through all of this it's amazing so it's kind of, I mean, it's a
0: compelling story when you have like scientists at the heart of the issue
1: change colors. Mm-hmm. Well, and he said too that he'd never, when and he exhibit, was doing his work, he never imagined that it would be consumed like it would ever end up in the food yeah. chain. So
0: when you, when you exhibit humility about, I mean, cause that's what this is. It's this like sort of d- drive to discover new things for the sake of discovery. It's called playing God and it's a dangerous game. Should we uh, get a word from our sponsor? Oh, yeah, our sponsor. Poetry. Poetry. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water. And I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free.
1: You going to credit the author of that or are you going to pretend oh. you wrote it? <laughs> People know who that is. Wendell Berry. Got it! Nice food name too. Oh, he's the he's magic. The piece of wild things by Wendell Berry. Thanks, Wendell. Yeah, I like uh, wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. <sighs> Wendell, in the moment, cut into the marrow, man. Dayblind stars. Are you kidding me? It's a bigger world than this daily, this weekly news flow we waddle through. We're making so much noise, we're forgetting to listen to the poetry. That's right. Well, not, not us. Natchcast is always listening to the poetry. We're trying. But the world at large. Can't keep up with this news flow. Turn it down. Turn it down. It's not all in your Twitter feed, baby. Ugh. Some of it's printed. <laughs> Some of it will give you a paper cut. A paper cut of truth.
0: I don't know if that's the Are we the still point. sponsored
1: by poetry? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> thanks, poetry. Yep, and thanks, yeast injection. Oof. Uh, this article is from the Denver Post. It's by Jeremy Meyer. Oh, Jeremy, brother of Toby McGuire's sister or uh, wife,
0: brother-in-law
1: to Toby McGuire,
0: probably Jeremy
1: Meyer. Go yeast, young men. Is his article, uh, and so this is a an article actually focuses on a company called uh, Inland, Inland Island. Oh, okay. Who uh, one of the principals in that company, John Giratano, really good high school friend of my wife. And this is his company, so it's really exciting to see all this coverage because what they're doing, this is kind of genius, is they have a lab and they grow their own, they grow yeast that you can use in beer. Yeah, I like the angle on this. So the time is right. Only 13% of grains used in Colorado beer are grown in the state. 14% of hops and 28% of all other beer ingredients come from outside Colorado, including yeast. The majority of yeast comes from two West Coast firms, White Labs of San Diego and Y-Yeast Labs of Oregon. That's right, Oregon. And yeast is arguably the most important ingredient. A popular saying is that brewers make the wort and yeast makes the beer. So Inland Yeast Laboratories, which uh, opened less than a year ago, has about 300 yeast strains and supplies three dozen local breweries and a number of homebrew shops. We are providing that last piece of the brewing, of the brewing puzzle John Girotano said. So there you Smart. go. Smart. That's a little bit of food tech. Tiny bit. Eh. They're, they're biologists. That's not food tech. That's a little bit techy. You're growing yeast. It's, techie. it's, uh, it's not. It's, f- it's food science. That's why I said it's a little bit food tech. Oh, boy. But, you know,
0: if you're looking at the market, especially in, uh, well, yeah, you look at like micro boo, micro boo, micro boo <laughs> <laughs> <micro-boo, laughs> <micro-boo> heaven. <laughs> it's a competitive uh, market out here.
1: It is. And well, what? anywhere at this point. That's one thing we so got So why launch
0: another of. micro brew? Right. Why I think not that's go the for point. the local strain angle? That's smart. Because I think they were
1: thinking about in Unite- in- starting a, br- a brewery, but then like, wait a minute. Inland Island Yeast Laboratories? Yeah. Their uh, their labs are close to here. We've been invited oh, to go sit in their... Uh, field trip? Yeah. They have like a, room, a tap room. Oh. So you can taste the beers, maybe they their yeast. We're going to get them on an episode. Oh. That's kind of why I put this in here for you, Mark. Oh, okay. You like that? Yeah. But it's really cool. It's super smart because maybe the the only thing bigger than beer right now is local.
0: They're moving up the supply chain. So they got their local ingredients
1: for local beer.
0: Booyah. We don't have to worry about all the distribution, shelf price, marketing. They just got to like, they're up the supply chain making the stuff.
1: When I talked last time I saw John, everybody's going to need. Last time I saw John, we were talking about it, and like, yeah, the shipping cost is immense because yeast has to remain ooh, cold. So you're ooh. shipping refrigerated things across from California to Colorado. Yeah, it's expensive. John will deliver it to you in his. Well, wait till Philpot hears about that. In his truck, he drives it over, calls it the worst thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Why
0: not just load Local it up with yeast? the salad shipment? Yeah. Right your iceberg lettuce
1: truck anyway nice nice piece of local news friends of the friends of the podcast good to see him doing good go inland island yep we'll talk to you soon
0: yeast injection yeast injectors yeast injectors drone bee backpacks could adorable tiny tech backpacks save the honeybees by jessica mendoza at christian science monitor have we talked about this before bee
1: backpacks i know we talked about about bees. bees drone bees well, we've talked about drone bees, but these aren't drone bees. These are bee well, backpacks. That's one step closer to the drone bee. It is. It's like outfitting a bee. With You've got the backpack on it. tech. Little bee backpacks.
0: Australian researchers Dang. announced Tuesday that they have attached... This is not fake. Mm-mm. Attached tiny, top-of-the-line trackers to about 10,000 healthy honeybees in an effort to find out what is driving a decline in the pollinator's global population. The, t- yeah. the tiny sensors... Like the electronic tags that monitor cars on toll roads send data back to receivers, about half the size of a credit card, that are placed in honeybee hives. The BBC reported the trackers attached to the pollinators' backs weigh about a third of what a bee can carry. That, that up a lot of bad bee power. me. That sounded bad
1: to me. <laughs> like what's how, What's the most you could carry? Uh, pretty swole right now. So. 350 pounds. I'm not, not how much you could bench. Oh, oh, like how much could I carry if I was flying? Yeah. Or just running? Yeah. Oh, geez. I'm thinking a hundred pounds. hundred pounds. 120, 120. I'm not going to go very far with 120 pounds on me.
0: Well, but so a third of that is 40. So you're just, the rest of your life you're carrying 40 pounds. Yeah. That's, because
1: they're not going to, are they going to go hunt these bees down and remove the backpacks? Oh no, they're tracking them. Once you get the backpack on them, I think you're done. (laughs) There's no but once they die, you could go retrieve the backpack. Yeah, but that bee doesn't care. And who the hell Spent is... Spent his
0: whole life carrying
1: 40 pounds around. What kind of assembly line puts tiny backpacks on 10,000 bees? Yeah, that's crazy. That's an impressive feat. That is, a, that, is a, that is worthy of further investigation. Yeah, if we could see some pictures of that, how that happened. With global
0: change causing ongoing and accelerating loss of biodiversity, a more mechanistic and detailed understanding of the space... Requirements and environmental associations of animals
1: is pressing. Internet of things. Mm, Not quite. Connected bees.
0: All manner of animals.
1: Data tracking, though. But yeah, I guess so. If they're, I mean, that's. They're carrying the backpack,
0: which goes to this credit card in the hive. Right. Which then goes to your fridge
1: to tell you when you're going to get that fresh honey. Oh, I don't know if that, I mean, that's a. Oh, that's the next step. It's a pretty outside use case that you need your fridge telling you when the bee's about to make the honey so you can get it as I fresh to, as possible. I don't really keep honey in my fridge either. No. Cupboard. It crystallizes. Cupboard. Yeah. Cupboard. So you got your connected cupboard mm-hmm. speaking to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just no. connecting the dots for you. Yeah. I think the Internet of Things is more about like products communicating with other products. So if bee backpacks have valuable information to, com- to communicate to consumers, then by all means. Right now it's just scientists. Yeah, I, th- I think that, uh, that's a key component of the Internet of Things is that it's consumer-based, probably. Or maybe not, business-based, too. you got, like, business applications for it. But, I mean, it's not like... Oh, are you kidding? They going Everybody's going to just jump on that data. Yeah, I guess so. You'll we'll have bees. health, well, your wellness coach. Oh, that's already happening. Of course. Fitbit. two Fitbit. totes. Fitbit Flex. What is that? It's one of their products. Is that for the swole consumer? It's, I think so. It's flexible, so if you bulk up... During, oh, good. While That's wearing my biggest it, it problem. A stretch.
0: God damn it! It always binds.
1: It does. Yeah, <laughs> your swollenness fluctuates.
0: So they're putting little backpacks
1: on bees. It's great. I hope it works. And they're going to put a bunch of little things on a bunch of other animals. But I'm feeling bad for the bees. They talk about putting. St- That's my
0: point. Forty put, pounds. They can
1: put little cameras in the horns of rhinos. Yep. So that they can see if there's poaching. Eminent. I, I read that... How is that going to give you enough time to stop the well, death of... no, I don't... That was how I read it. I read it was like, we
0: will now know when they're getting poached. Like, yeah. That's not going to do the rhino much so good. So you're doing <laughs>
1: some like rhino slash porn, basically. Like, we can watch the rhino be poached God. and race to save it, but we'll never make it. Come on. See who did it, maybe. Yeah, that's true. There wasn't a camera in there, was there? In the horn, yeah. It was actual camera? A camera implanted in the horn painlessly. <laughs> painlessly. 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 Let's not get back to Farden Krug's
0: recombinetics. Old High View Powerball. But they should have uh, live check last rhino, episode.
1: Live rhino cam streams set up. If they, they should have a social network where it's just every live rhino horn cam stream, and you can just bounce between them. You can like certain rhinos. You can follow certain rhinos. Aww.
0: Which well, someone's gonna get the. And least then you likes got an engaged the citizen. No, the
1: rhinos don't care. But then you have an engaged citizen network watching these rhinos. You're gonna get calls. Be like, hey. There's some sketchy dudes in a Jeep. <laughs> that I'm Four or five different rhinos. I got I'm some shadows. Right
0: stage right. I don't know what they are. Get on it. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the power of technology. Don't, don't get, fight it. Don't yell super loud when you're close to the mic. Oh, into the red. F you, Sifu. Also, you're getting feedback on your laptop. Bad news all around. F you, Elizabeth
0: Crawford, food navigator. Sifu, C-Fu, F-U, that's your phone. That's your phone. I
1: like that you had to do, you had to do screen grabs from Food Navigator because of I can't of get the text. God damn it.
0: Sifu's new processing platforms could help pave the way for an insect commodity market. Quote, we are trying to use novel food processes to change insect shapes and texture to something more familiar that is easier and exciting to work with. Uh, Eli Kadeski, CEO of Sifu Foods. Man, what I do not know is why the hell they are called Sifu. Yeah, that's that very a very crazy odd name. <laughs> the
1: article glossed over that yeah, crucial element.
0: It looks like it was understood. Of course. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, Sifu. Well, Sifu. Yeah, they've
1: been in the game a while. Uh, let's see. Eli explained that he and his brother,
0: Lee. LeeFu, Wanted want to do for insect protein what tofu
1: did for soy or poultry did for chicken oh wait foo, tofu maybe the sea is like in sect, sect cricket foo, cricket foo. what does that mean wait so i get so i get what tofu did for soy but what about what poultry did for chicken at one point was chicken considered too gross to eat but what's, what's it poultry do? it's the same thing yeah it's not poultry like, is chicken yeah tofu is processed soybeans into this little yeah poultry is well, i guess it's processed what is it no, you, no it's not i think no. Poultry refers to chicken. Yes. <laughs> it's not even like... Chicken food. Supermarket chicken. God, it's not like chicken nuggets. I can see why Food Navigator wouldn't want you copying that passage. They want to... ab This, this though,
0: think about this, seafood. They want to abstract the finished product from the source so that consumers don't fear where the food comes from. Now, isn't that a twist on the whole natural trend? <laughs> they want to, like
1: obfuscate that thing. That ain't not? In, that's not insects. It's called sea powder. Sea flour. seafood flour. But they make high-grade cricket flour, too. That's in that article. Um, a oh, lot yeah. of the cricket flour on the market is only like 30-something percent water-soluble. Theirs is like 97% water-soluble, so you can use this cricket flour to make pastries. You hear that, pastry chefs? Pastries. You could have cricket croissants.
0: Seafood. Uh, can turn virtually any insect into a tofu-like product and you can use that product to create almost any th- a faux hamburger wait f- faux spelled like the soup it's very weird i don't think that i think there's some cut and paste going on here or press release
1: sort of thing Oh, no, i think so i think sifu wrote this press release yeah. and just was lazy about oh, it oh man I, well i'm still interested in the idea but i am but Food na- haven't we done another Food this Navigator? Is less pro story? Than, yeah. Food Navigator did that story about uh, the Ooh, that bean or whatever. What was it that we did? We but did do the uh, water algae. lentil. Yeah, the water lentil, and it was like a total cut and paste job from the com- from the company that had cornered the market. So reading from this press release, uh, why are they trying to protect this content under lock and key? That's a- <laughs> we, need, we need to unpack it's that just for a second. Golden. Sec, we've golden talked about content. It in previous episodes. But when you try and cut and paste copy from foodnavigator.com You get a pop-up saying like that you can't copy. Blocked, copyrighted. Yeah. How How about
0: you use this link, which is the title and the author and the link? Yeah.
1: How about you go back to the Middle Ages? Ouch. Gutenberg. So you can take the uh, tofu-like seafood
0: insect product. God, this is sounding (laughs) sounding worse and worse. It's like you're reading an infomercial. And uh, you can make faux hamburger or... (laughs) Wait
1: a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. It gets worse. It does get worse. Hold on.
0: Okay, I'm just going to read it straight up. Sifu is doing this by using novel food science processes to turn virtually any insect into a tofu-like product that manufacturers can use to create everything from faux hamburger, like the Vietnamese soup, yep. to fluffy mouse. Fluffy moose? And pâté. <laughs> and to <laughs> fluffy moose, ma- so it should be moose, but fluffy mouse and pâté. Mm-hmm. We needed a comma here. To chicken-like nuggets and even paper-thin crisps. Paper-thin crisps. That sounds okay. Yeah. Little well, insect crisps. Everything in a crisp is okay. Yeah,
1: even if it's S- like... You, snackification. And you're not going to see any antennas or leg barbs or anything. Ah, so yeah. It's all pretty innocuous. And they can they change the flavor of this shit. Do you see that? I like that. And then it, it mentioned that wax worms, I think? Yes. Tastes like uh, Wait, scrambled that's... eggs with cheddar cheese, naturally. <laughs> yes. So, you, so no attention necessary. You just grind that waxworm up that's like you you mix that in with the MSG and your shaker and there you go you got Nic- Nicola Twilly she's yeah. to add some waxworms some ground waxworm meal to her MSG and then she's going to have the perfect her, sprinkle, her sprinkleable her brunch guests are just going to lose their shit yep and then she'll wait till after they're done eating and be like it was waxworms with some MSG <laughs> you just say that's up all it was two ingredients there you go And some yellow food coloring or something to make it look like eggs. Well, no, she doesn't. She sprinkle it on. She puts the MSG
0: on the egg. No, I think it's scrambled eggs.
1: Oh, really? Well, then they'll just taste like Uber. It gives Mm. it this umami punch. Yeah, like these are the most scrambled eggs I've ever cheddar-y tasted. Fluffy mouse. (laughs) Fluffy mouse. God. It's like a bad, yeah, it's like a bad
0: um, Asian restaurant where the translations are all off. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sifu, no. They, where are they from? Lee, Eli and Lee Kadeski. That doesn't sound like it's in the heart of Japan.
1: No, it doesn't. No. Where are they getting their... Sifu. Who's their copywriter? Jeez. <laughs> and uh, who, who, put, who at, New, or who at uh, Food Navigator put their name on this? Oh, ouch. I'm just, I mean, is it a real person?
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's a Elizabeth Crawford. A pro?
1: We've, we've proed her many times. What is she doing? I don't know. Maybe it was late at night. Had to file that last story. I don't know. Are you? Is everything okay, Miss Crawford? Let us know if not. We're here for you. Yeah, Come on okay. the show. Talk it out. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about these faux hamburgers and fucking mouths. We used to work for an advertorial fine dining magazine. We know about the limitations of sponsored copy. Don't worry.
0: I don't think this was, maybe it was. Seems like
1: they paid to get that press release <laughs> published. Probably paid something else somewhere else. Oh, like so it's so it's disguised. Yeah, and then it comes in later. Just tumbles down. This is
0: all conjecture.
1: Well, obviously. Yeah, the whole podcast is no, no, no. You, your shorts are pretty short, man. These are my workout breezy, breezy shorts. <laughs> it's just nice thighs. These are Lululemon shorts. Probably the only man in Park Hill wearing Lululemon shorts right now certainly the only one with a podcast about natural food the only food podcaster in the neighborhood wearing these shorts they're really comfy you want to try them on That's right, we do vocal exercises here on NatchCast. That one was invigorating. And I'm Josh and he was Mark, and that was awesome. It was number 24. Better than before, really. Um, It's like we've opened up the door, and all you want is more. But you know what, it's not a chore, not at all. We're here for you. Back next week, with even more fun and insider food news.